This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So yeah, I'll be going to Mpumalanga this morning and this is where uh, we find Tembi Ntahane Kamashangu who's joining us uh, this morning as a poet and an author, uh, someone th- that will just let us in on her life here. Uh, when you look at the work that she's been doing over time, it's our book review uh, time and taking us all the way uh, to the top of three uh, this morning. He Saw the Storm, that's the name of uh, the book, He Saw the Storm. And of course, Tembi will tell us all about uh, this book this morning and her journey in terms of how then she came about being an author and just really the intersection here between being an author and a teacher because Tembi is a qualified teacher as well outside of being a poet and author and an overall nice person. <laughs> so we have Tembi on the line this morning. You at home, you're welcome to form part of this conversation. We are on 0861 We're also rallying behind the hand Hashtag a power zone at this morning uh, there by at a power FM a nine eight seven at underscore that's where we are uh, this morning uh, with a Tembi Ntahani ka Mashangu Tembi Sabona good morning welcome to the show good morning Katlaka how are you I'm doing well how are you doing Tembi I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you very much for giving us your time this morning. I mean, you wear many caps. You're an author now. You're, <laughs> you're a teacher, you're an author, you're a poet, and all of these things are, are connected, and they take us and bring us to uh, He Saw the Storm, uh, which is the book that we are reviewing uh, this morning. Maybe uh, before we even go into the book, just give our listeners a sense of who Tembi is and how uh, does it uh, come about that you find yourself uh, you know, penning this book, and how does uh, your world, the world of poetry, also intertwine and in pushing you into the literature space. Thank you very much for having me on your show, firstly. And I just like to greet your listeners and say thank you for this opportunity. Ah, poetry. Interesting. So poetry has always been my home. That's what I always tell people. Poetry has always been my home. In what sense? I started writing what while I was still in primary school, but that was just for me. I wrote for me in order to express myself, in order to make sense of what I'm feeling. Because in terms of talking about what I'm feeling, I'm really not that good. So I would use poetry in order to communicate the way that I feel. So recently, long enough, um, I decided to venture into novel writing. The purpose of me, or the inspiration behind me moving into novel writing, is because I love telling African stories. Because no one can tell an African story like an African. We've lived in, we live in Africa, we live African stories. So there's no one who can tell an African story like an African. So that's where the inspiration behind writing novels in general came from. Because I wanted to tell African stories from an African point of view. So how did it uh, lead into He Saw the Storm? He Saw the Storm is, is an idea that had been brewing for a very long time. I'm a very stubborn child, by the way. Mm. So <laughs> whenever they tell me, this is, a thing, this, this is how things are supposed to be, I'll 
always question as to <laughs> say why when why <laughs> okay that does not make sense to me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this one time i've always had this this thing of saying uh, by the way i like umsato and i like the idea of the marriage institution mm. so i would always argue with the elders to say they would always tell me obviously if you have a child before you get married and you marry another man those child you'd have to leave this child unless the the man wants to take the child. Mm. There's a tradition. The man has to marry the child or something like that. As well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but then if that option if that man doesn't choose the option, then you're gonna have to leave the child uh, behind. Mm. And mm. I would always be like, why does it have to be an option? Because if if a man loves me, they would automatically love, love Umdana. Why, why there would be a separation between the two? My grandmother will always be like, that's how things are done. So this one time we were watching Skin Sun, that was back in 2018. We were watching Skin Sun. And then there was there was a scene whereby that happened. And I, I think it was Clement, W.L. Kaya and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm arguing with my grandmother. I'm like... No, man. I mean, when I get married, if I have a child, I'm taking my child with me. My grandmother is like, that is not a choice for you to make. Mm. Only your husband can make that choice for you, not you. I'm like, but but why? My grandmother is like, you've been asking this this question, <laughs> and you've been you've been arguing this thing. <laughs> Let me tell you what this what used to happen in the past. Why did you get to the conclusion to say that Umdanamas asale ikaya? And then I was interested. I was like, why? My grandmother was like, especially um, girl children. My grandmother was like, uh, if the mother is unable to bear children for the husband, the husband would take uh, the daughter to be the second wife. I was like, how no? How no? How can that, how can that come about? A child is a child. How can I be sister wife with my child? You see? Yeah. yeah and then I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. This I've, I've never had this narrative before. I've always had the narrative of saying, no, this is part of culture. Mm. This is part of what we do. I can see <laughs> there is a deeper reason behind it, uh, it being assimilated into being part of culture. Yeah. And I was like, I need to tell a story. People must know, Woody, uh, this happened. And to my surprise, it's still happening. Mm. Because I have, after... Uh, my book was released. I was doing an interview on Igogo's FM. And after that interview, I got a surge of phone calls mm. from women saying that I was in that situation. I'm in, I'm, I'm in that situation. Mm. I have a child who's in that situation. I was like, oh my gosh, me, what I thought was a story. Somebody else mm. is living that reality. So tell us about Nom Kibelo. So the, this is the story of Nom Kibelo. Uh, when you look at it, and uh, we're seeing uh, really the journey uh, with Nom Kibelo uh, in this particular regard and, and Banzi Makalela. Uh, tell us about how then this fits into uh, this, uh, you know, what you just described right now uh, in terms of the marriage, this institution and the likes and how does it then feed into, uh, you know, he saw uh, the storm. All right, so a brief uh, background on who Nom Kibelo is. Nom Kibelo is the main character. Nom Kibelo is a Tulsa queen. (laughs) Nom Kibelo is from Eastern Cape. Nom Kibelo is a a widow. 
So Numkubelo was married. She had an arranged marriage while she was still young. Yeah. Uh, she had a child in that marriage and the husband in that marriage and the husband died. Because uh, she was still young, the in-laws were like, eh, no, you can go back home. You can move on with your life. You can marry again. It's fine because you're still young. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be trapped with us here. So Numkubelo goes back home. Okay. So Numkubelo is trying for greener pastures. So, so she moved from Eastern Cape to Joburg, where she's working as at a, at a bank as a as a domestic worker. That's where she meets Banzi. Banzi is from Mpumalanga. Banzi is in Debele. Numkubelo is awesome. So when they meet, Banzi immediately shows interest in marrying this woman. She's not interested in anything else but wanting to marry this woman. So this woman is open. Uh, she explains the situation that, oh, Mina, I have a child and mm-hmm. I, I've recently been widowed and all of that. So I'm just like, that's, none of that matters. Me, I want you. Mm-hmm. To, I want to make you my wife. So Banzo was welcome to the idea of saying, okay, I will take both of you. I'll take you with your child. And since Banzi is in the valley, he is accustomed to the tradition of how to marry the child as well. Yeah. So he does everything that is that is um, pertaining to marry Unum Kivelo and the child. So he takes them from Cape and he brings them home. But now the problem starts. Banzi is the is the, hus- the perfect husband. Mm. Is, yeah. The problem starts when they get here. And Numtubelo is unable to have children for this for this man oh. now. Uh, Numtubelo has a problem with is suffering with fertility. He cannot bear children for this mm. man. So now, what are fits into the marriage? Numtubelo is starting to suffer, but he's starting to turn into a monster. Mm. What is happening? Uh, Numtubelo, the daughter of Numtubelo, is getting into her prime years now. He she's becoming a teenager. Her body is changing. Girl is glowing. So when the person noticing that the girl is now becoming a woman, mm. uh, when the person visiting the girl at night in the bedroom, oh, frequently, frequently, frequently. So now the girl is afraid to tell the mother because the mother now is is suffering with the condition of unable of, of being unable to bear children. So now Banzi is doing secret things behind Numtuvelo's bed. Nomtuelang is afraid to tell the mother to say, this is what's happening. Your husband is doing this to me. Mm, mm. The problem now escalates because the girl now falls pregnant. Oh. So when the girl falls pregnant, unfortunately, the mother dies of um, uterine cancer. She mm. died. So when the girl falls pregnant, Manzi confesses to his mother that this is what's happening. The mother doesn't care. The mother is like, you paid Lobola for this child, so she's basically your, your wife. wife. In a way, yeah. In a way, she's mm. basically your wife. So that pains me. Okay, I know I'm the one who wrote that, but it pains yeah, me. It pains I mean, me even 
<laughs> because also when you look at it, uh, the, the daughter is not given the chance uh, to more or less self-determine, say, I want uh, this man, I want to grow up and uh, develop and fall in love and uh, build my own life outside of what my mother had anticipated for herself, uh, you know, because she's the one that uh, got into the relationship here with Barnes. It was not me. So I was just uh, more or less roped in into what was exactly. happening here. Uh, so, so, so when you look at it, this is a reality, uh, something that is happening when you look at it uh, in many families, in many homes, in many structures. Exactly, exactly. And that what pained me, the fact that the, the mother-in-law mm. didn't care that this is a child. Mm. This is a 14-year-old child. The 14-year-old child who's been sleeping with a 40-year-old oh, man. man. You know what I and mean? now this man, and now they're saying, she's basically your wife because you paid Lobola for this child. Mm. I mean, and so also I think can... pregnancy complicated things too in this regard because the, the, the mother could not have ch- children. It did. Mm. It did. It did. And uh, uh, the worst of it all, now this person... Uh, is, is, is seen, is viewed as a suitable wife because back in the day, uh, the duty of a wife was to give uh, children to the husband. That was the primary duty of the wife. <laughs> so now, the, the, the daughter is able to fulfill what the mother failed to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, but so the now, problem then here, it becomes, it's a perpetual challenge because then the daughter would give birth to another daughter who would then find herself in this similar situation of some sort. So it's a generational kind of a challenge when you look at it, if maybe probably institutions of marriage are structured like that in some parts of the country. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. And, and I realized, after I've written the book as, as an idea mm. so that somebody is living that idea. My, 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 my idea of an idea of a story is somebody else's reality. Yeah. People are like, where did you even hear that? No one, no one talks about that. How, how do you get the nerve way not to talk about it when no one is talking about it? Mm. You see? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a problem. That's when I felt Ubuti. Okay, culture somewhere, somewhere, mm, or, or cultural practices somewhere, somewhere they are oppressing. Yeah, how can she do this? I mean, really, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, your granddaughter, you would want to nurture and protect uh, this young one, uh, but also uh, the heir situation is a tricky one uh, because you would expect that, uh, you know, there's an heir, and, 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 and it, it's, it's like that to say uh, when you get into a marriage, the expectations would be for it to be a structured kind of a full uh, arrangement. There have to be a baby in it. And when there's no baby, then it tends to complicate things because it seems as if people get into marriage to have babies and the likes. It does. Mm. Yes, it does. It does. You know, the problem with Ukoko Makalela becoming the, the villain here was that mm, to begin with, she didn't want Unam Kwebelo because she's Kosa. Kosa. Oh, I see. Mm. Mm. So she's from another tribe. So she didn't want. The fact that she had a child made things worse in G. Because mm. already, I don't want you. You are outside of this tribe. What are you going to bring into this family? So I don't want you. The fact that you're bringing a child just makes things worse. Because they've already had uh, an arrangement with another family to say, Ubanzi is going to marry that daughter. Mm. So now, the problem was that it didn't work out. 
Yes. So Manzi decided to say, I want, I'm following my heart. Yeah. But now my heart is leading him where to Eastern Cape. His mother doesn't approve of Mom that. Mom wants a swati from Pumalanga, you know what I mean? Tell me that. You, you understand. I, I want so, you to come in there and say, also looking at time, uh, just to say, Timbi, how, how has the reception been? And and uh, would you say that, uh, you know, what you had anticipated for the book to fulfill, uh, it, it's exactly what is happening now. It has sparked conversations and we're seeing people and awareness raised around some of the gaps that exist within our traditions and our culture. It has. It has, mm. although not enough. Yeah. It has but not enough because mm. now if there are people who um who find themselves in those situations mm. they need to be educated not to repeat the pattern to say it's that true. this ends with you you had no choice it was not your fault but it ends with you you cannot perpetuate this anymore mm. And, and there are also so, elements of abuse as well that I'm picking up, uh, you know, from the book. So you're raising awareness about uh, knowing your rights as well, uh, you know, as someone that goes into this space and being able to vocalize whatever does not sit well with you. Exactly. For, for the mere fact that Nungtiwelanga um, uh, couldn't express herself to her mother, that was abuse. Mm. And for the fact that Ubanzi was doing things behind her, his wife's back, that was abuse to the yeah. wife. You see, yeah. so all those things, abuse used to be swept under the rug because it was Isazo to come back in, from a mingling yeah, back in the day. So, Abandu Bazotini syndrome. So, all those things were swept under the carpet. But now we are saying, no, if something does not sit well with you, if you cannot tolerate something, then you should be open to leave. There's no shame in that. Because now, no Tewelo died in the marriage. Maybe. She wouldn't have if she had left while there was still time. Yeah, no, we, we need to raise as much awareness here and maybe also get the older generation to explain to us why things were like that, uh, you know, because then you would find that there was a bigger meaning as to why then they would have wanted to keep it within the family or they would have wanted it to really just be something whereby, uh, you know, marriage is something that moves the test of time from one generation uh, to the next in this regard. Uh, so so we, we need uh, some sort of a, maybe in, in, in part two of the book or going forward, you'll need a perspective of Gogo uh, Makalela uh, here just to say, <laughs> why, Mara, did you really encourage that? What was going on here uh, as we go about uh, really in, in, in getting into uh, this space and correcting some of the wrongs that were perpetuated over time and blamed uh, and, and, and really attributed to a culture? Uh, let us in then, Tembi, before we let you go, of where can we find the book? Uh, how do we actually in any way continue spreading the message? All right. So for the moment, the book is not on shelves. Mm. I'm working on that. Currently, I sell the book myself. All right. So anyone who wants uh, to reach out for the book can just uh, find me all across my platforms. It's Tendinta Hanega on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 
Ah, Tembi, thank you very much for giving us uh, your time. We'll follow your work. And I'm encouraging people to really go into uh, this book. You've challenged us uh, to question culture, to go into our past and really question uh, the older generation as to why do we find ourselves here? Why did you guys do things this way? And and continue, not tire uh, from asking those questions because through you asking those questions and being inquisitive, uh, you know, here came uh, this beautiful book. Uh, He saw this storm and we're hoping that as we continue to ask questions more ideas will come through and we'll get a sense of really understanding of what is culture and what it means to me and you Tembi, thank you very much for giving us your time this morning Thank you very much for having me, Katlako. Yeah, and everything of the best with the book. Uh, yeah, we must we must get a part two. We must see it on the shelves. Uh, we're putting it out there into existence. And hopefully, uh, you know, the message will be spread across as much as it can uh, so that people really are aware of all of these developments within our culture. So, so, so we really appreciate you and your work. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.